All right, welcome everyone to today's podcast, Thursday. All right, almost the end of the week. Well, like that. So what we're talking about today is auditing your calories. Just did a call, and this comes up comes up all the time. There's a time and a place to audit your calories, um, but it's very effective. It's very useful, very important to audit the calories. Why? Because there is a good chance that you're way underestimating the calories that you're consuming, and so we just you just want to believe this as a as a matter of fact, right? Because you won't believe it necessarily, right? There's a saying in the sales world anyways, and I guess in a lot of worlds that perception is reality. And so we tend to have a perception that we're very aware of what calories we're consuming. And uh, we're not. <laughs> uh, if, you're not if you're not at the weight you want to be at, you're probably not, okay? Let me put it that way. Um, if you're at the weight you want to be at, you're probably doing it fine, okay? But it's just an assumption we want to make because- you know, so much of weight loss and change is it's not just like doing the right thing, you know, because what I'm always talking about is kind of the subconscious level of things. And this we have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Uh, and the subconscious part of our mind is truly in control of pretty much everything, all of our habitual thoughts, feelings and behaviors. Our conscious mind's aware of what's going on right now. You're aware you're listening to this. Um, you're you're in whatever room you're in watching this. And uh but pretty much everything else is run by your subconscious mind. So when you want to create change, we have this mistaken idea that we're just going to consciously start doing the right stuff. But it's very helpful to realize that the way that you're subconsciously programmed, that the reality that you see is not the reality that's going to get you the results you want, right? Which is to say that you think you just live in reality and it's one reality and we're all living in one reality. And that is not true. We all live in our own realities, literally. And there's a part of our brain called the reticular activation system. And it's a part of our brain that deletes out everything that's not important to us and brings into our awareness what is important. And it happens subconsciously. So for example, when you're driving, you notice your car on the road. You're not looking for it. It just pops into your awareness because it's important to you. It was important enough for you to spend 30 grand on it, right? It's, it pops in your head. You're aware of it. And so- we all live in our own realities based on our beliefs, our experiences, our genetics, a lot of different factors. So wh why do I say this? Because when it comes to losing weight, a lot of times I'm promising you this, you're just gonna have to trust me on this because I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been doing this professionally for over 20 years. Okay, so please just believe me on this, that when you go and you say, okay, I'm gonna lose weight, you think you're seeing where all the calories are coming from. You think you know what your bad habits are and what you need to change. But I'm here to tell you that it's more a process of discovering what is going on. Now, now you do know some of the things, obviously, right? You say, oh, I'm eating a pint of ice cream every night. Okay, obviously, right? But it's, it's usually deeper than that. And so the idea of auditing your calories goes along with this because not only do we all have our own implicit biases, but when it comes to measuring the calories we're consuming, we have a kabillion dollar industry looking to deceive us <laughs> and they're looking to get you confused and they want to encourage um, misidentification and underestimation because it causes more sales for them. Right. And you can see, I mean, it's plain as day when you look at the serving, um, you know, the nutritional information on the side of packages and in, in, in the world now, right. They fought against that like crazy. Right. And now it's like they, um, they set it up. So it's kind of intuitively confusing. You know, so what you consider to be a serving size, you know, they might have four serving sizes, you know, and so you see the big calorie thing and you assume, oh, there's you know, 
X amount of calories in this container. No, no, no. There's actually four servings in there. So we're always, we're, we're not good at estimating serving sizes anyways. And then on top of that, we have a whole industry looking to confuse us and um, take advantage of this. So when you want to lose weight, you know, it's, it's not enough, I think, to say, I just need to eat better. Let, let me just, you know, knowing what I know now, I'm just going to make myself eat better. I think it's more helpful to realize that you have to discover to a certain degree what you're consuming, what you're eating, and what are the, you have to calibrate, you know, what are the calories? What are the ingredients? What are those things are doing to my body? And when you get kind of embark on this journey of discovering and calibrating what your calories are, then, you know, you get into the process of, well, let me tweak them. But I cannot tell you, I, I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm not gonna say there was never, but, but rarely is there a client of mine that is not underestimating or uh, missing the, the uh, certain calories that are coming into their body. And if you don't know something's broke, you can't fix it, you know? So um, this idea of auditing your calories, I think is crucial, okay? So how do you do it? It's pretty simple. And I say it this way, that I am not a big fan of tracking or counting calories or measuring. I don't like to do that, okay? Now, again, my golden rule is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. So if you like doing that, knock yourself out, okay? But a lot of people don't like doing it. Why? Because it's a heavy cognitive load, right? To, to measure everything, to track every little thing, it's a lot of effort, right? And that's effort that could be, you know, spent somewhere else. So that's my opinion on it. But again, you, you have to do what feels right to you. However, even if you hate tracking, if you hate measuring all that stuff, it would be well worth your time to take a week um, or a couple weeks to measure things out, to really focus on serving sizes, to really pay attention to what you're putting in your body and calibrate what your intuitions were, what you thought a serving was, what you thought the calories were, and to see the reality. You see, it's a very eye-opening process for a lot of people. It was for me. I mean, I've been on it. it it's funny. I mean, I really dedicated myself to this. You know, I've been on this my path for 30 years. And so when I first did it, it was, it was years of really discovering because 30 years ago, there was no nutritional information either. So it was a lot harder, you know, but um, I can remember just along this path, moments of times when I realized foods I thought were healthy weren't, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, you just, you, you have all these biases. I remember one, like one of the big ones, I used to think like Chinese food was really healthy. I, I don't know why, you know, I just believe that. And then I thought, no, there's lots of, oil. again, fast food, like kind of Americanized Chinese food is what I'm referring to. And so no, there's a lot of oil in it. There's a lot, a lot of stuff and it's not necessarily gonna help you lose weight. I just, it was, what? And, and it's like, I've had so many of those experiences um, thinking, oh, this is a serving size. This is how many calories is. Oh my God, is that finding out, oh my goodness, sugars in that, you know, like it's amazing, you know, how much sugars and stuff looking and saying, what are all those ingredients? What do those do to my body? What are those going to do to my, my weight loss goals? And so as you start to become curious and I, and you have got to be, I, I genuinely think this because I know in your mind, you think, you know, you know what I mean? We always have to fight that, that internal bias that we think we know the calories because we know what our problems, we just have to fix it. We have to fight against that sense of certainty that's not true. And we have to become curious and start looking at what am I doing? Maybe I'm missing some things because that is no doubt about it. Most of the big discoveries I've had have been things that have been right in front of me that I just missed. So let me give you the example, right? If you close one eye and look at your nose, close the other eye and look at your nose, you see it, right? You see, your, oh, there it is, right? Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose from your awareness. There's no point in seeing because it's always there. 
So your brain is constantly dis deleting, distorting information in reality. And that is absolutely happening when it comes to your calories. You're consuming a lot of times more calories than you realize it. Right. So as a client I just work with, and this is a classic one. This is so common. Whereas like she started eating salads, right? Great job. And she's even tracking everything. She's, she's tracking all the stuff. And um, what I said, I said, hey, listen, measure things for a week, you know, and especially the salad dressing. So the first day measures the salad dressing. She was putting three times the serving in there. You know, that's just one example. Right. And um, if this is the case, that the, the big problem with this, if you're not calibrating your calories is if you think you're doing everything right, right? You're like, I'm doing everything right. I'm eating salads now for lunch. You know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. If you feel like you're doing everything right and you're not getting results, that's one of the worst situations you can be in because it's so discouraging, right? It's like, uh, you, you feel absolutely hopeless. It's like, there's nowhere to go. And so calibrating your calories, I'm going to let you know, is a scary process, right? Because in the back of your mind, you have this subconscious fear that you're going to find out, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like I've been struggling to eat this little, and now I find out that I'm way understating my serving sizes, right? So that's a natural response that people have ten typically. Relax with that, you know? So the first phase is just letting yourself see the truth. And that takes a lot of emotional energy. I'm just being honest with you, right? You got you to be prepared for that. So be okay with that when you're going to start tracking things just to calibrate and know that you just want to see the truth and that there are a lot of ways to strategically reduce the calories, Okay. Um, that don't mean you have to reduce the food. So th that's a, that's a conversation. Maybe I'll get into that in a minute, but, um, I want to put that idea in your mind because I don't want you to think like, Oh, I'm going to realize that, you know, I'm eating more than I thought I was, but I was already struggling to eat just that, you know, and I'm still hungry. And so you think if I cut any more, I'm gonna be starving. I'm not gonna be able to do it. And so again, strategically, if you transition your food from let from, from more calorie dense foods to less calorie dense foods, that's kind of the path, the secret to cutting calories while feeling satisfied still. Okay. But anyways, I'm not, I don't want to get into that too much. That's not what this is about. So auditing your calories again is really about measuring um, and paying attention to serving sizes and literally measuring them um, with literally measuring cups. What, you know what I mean? Measuring all this stuff out so you can calibrate like and understand what is a serving size. When you look at the nutritional information, what is a serving size to see what a tablespoon is, to see what a half quarter cup is, to see what, you know, five ounces is to see what these measurements actually are with your eyeballs and, and to calibrate that is one of the most effective things you can do for weight loss. You know, it literally, it's like, it's like getting, you, know, like you have bad eyes and all of a sudden you get a pair of glasses and you can see everything. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's that dramatic. And I'm not over-exaggerating this because we can get in this mode where we're literally just not seeing the calories we're consuming. And if you can't see them, you can't fix them. You see? So the first step is the awareness piece. And you start educating yourself with the nutritional labels as well. That's kind of the second step. So the first step is the measurement sizes. You know, literally, um, okay, there's four servings in this container. I usually eat half of this, right? Let me see, how are they measuring that? Oh, a quarter cup. Let me get a quarter cup out and fill it. Oh, that's what a quarter cup is. Got it. Okay. What's two quarter cups, a half, a half cup. Oh, got it. I see now. Right. And then see what the calories are in it. That's kind of that first level calories, you know, because ultimately your, your weight comes down to calories in the most scientific top level. Okay. So that's where you want to start serving sizes, calories that are in there. Pay attention to that. Then the next level of it is hey, fancy Nancy. How you doing? Um, and I will get to your question about handling social situa situations. Uh, the next step is, is getting more 
uh, what's the word? <laughs> what's the fluent, I guess, fluent with the nutritional labels, right? So understanding the ingredients in it, the breakdowns of macronutrients, carbs, proteins, fats, um, sugar added is a huge one you start paying attention to. Uh, and then, you know, some of the vitamins and different things, those things again, you know, I don't track that stuff too much because it starts getting, you know, a little much, but the macros is good. But the first thing I would suggest right after the calories is probably the sugar. Okay. And, um, I think that's a good thing to recognize because sugar, the more sugar you're putting in your body, I find the harder it's going to be for you to lose weight because it just triggers a lot of it, it spikes and then crashes. Um, which is to say it's a lot of hunger. Okay. It's a lot of hunger that you, I always think of sugar is cravings on layaway, hunger on layaway. If I eat this sugar thing now, I know I'm going to want more sugar within an hour, probably, you know, and, um, I don't want to deal with cravings, you know? So again, this is, I'm getting a little more in depth than I want to here, but I, I, I approach weight mastery with a prevention mindset. So instead of just always fighting the symptoms, that's kind of how we approach it. We think we're always going to be hungry. We're always going to have unhealthy cravings. And we think we just have to fight those with our willpower. I would rather use my willpower and resolve the hunger and the cravings as much as possible so it doesn't require as much willpower to fight against them. I hope that makes sense. It's a much more strategic approach. So uh, the next, the, as you get more fluent in the, with the nutritional labels, the sugar is a big one I focus on. Um, you know, notice the carbs, but again, carbs come in different forms. Specifically, I'm looking for sugar and flour. I'm really looking to limit those most of my week because it just makes everything else easier. You know what I mean? Again, I'm all about making this easy because I'm lazy when it comes to, I, I don't want to think about this stuff, right? I just want to be able to master and live at my goal weight and be as healthy as I want to be in the easiest way possible, right? Um, so yeah. So auditing your calories though, once you recognize what it is, I'm not going to get into what to do once you recognize the calories. Cause I think the first step is just auditing them. Right. So I would suggest that emotional mental tips to audit your calories. Cause there's a resistance. You're going to feel a resistance to it. I promise you. And so I suggest the first step you approach, you just get curious. I just want to, I'm just curious to know where am I at with this? So what I'm saying is don't like measure the calories out the calories and try and fix everything all at once. You're going to want to do that. And you will do that probably. Um, but if you feel overwhelmed, pull back and just say this first phase is just recognizing, just calibrating. What do I think the serving size is? What do I think the calorie content is of this food? And what's the reality? That's the first step. The next step after you get that phase done is saying, okay, let me strategically work on, you know, reducing the calories, you know, which foods have a lot more calories and which have less let me eat more of those. <laughs> right. And then again, just, I'm not going to go into this now, but, um, you can look up calorie density. If you don't know about calorie density, you, you need to know about that. You know, if you want to master your weight in the easiest way possible, right. It's, it's just, the, it's the cornerstone of the whole thing. Um, so I'll, I'll let you kind of look that up. So yes, but audit your calories. I, I strongly urge you to do that because it's almost like, you know, you're, you're trying to fly blind if you don't do this, you know what I mean? You literally, you're just intuitively trying to choose the right or wrong foods and you're not really clear what the right or wrong foods are. I promise you, <laughs> unless you're a nutritionist or dietitian, like literally at that level, um, you just don't know. You have an intuitive, vague sense, and it's probably wrong. <laughs> Why am I telling you that? Right? I've done over 5,000 probably. I've done, I've been doing this for a long time, and this is one of the main things. I rarely see someone who's accurate, you know, understand the calories, um, unless they have, you know, practice training it. And so if you have not done that, you're, you're missing, you got a huge gaping hole in your weight loss strategy. All right. All right. I'll, I'll let it go now. So let me get into some questions here. Um, 
Let's see here. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. What advice would you give to handle social events? I have three events in March. It's so stressful. Okay. So the third, first thing I would suggest, now this goes back to the idea of like really preventing the problem as opposed to dealing with it, right? So it's stressful, right? So if you're anticipating social events and you're stressing out about it, there's the first problem, okay? Because that's literally, this is the programming, by the way. So my program is called Program Yourself Then. I believe that all your weight is dictated by your mental programming very much because it, it just controls everything. So if you're anticipating these events and you're feeling stressed about it, the first thing I want to do is I'd be asking the question, how can I feel more relaxed about it? Right now you might be stressing out because you think you're going to overeat. It might be stressing out because it's social, you have social anxiety. I don't know what the cause of the stress is, but if there's stress looking forward to something, the first thing I want to recognize is that thing's not here yet. Okay. So let me just calm down and relax and then let me become solution oriented. Okay. Um, nope, it's not just you. All right, there we go. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Can we hear me now? Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Oh, the battery is dying. It's back. Back on. All right. All right. So, um, yeah. So, so it's important to understand if, if you're looking forward to something, you're feeling stressed. Uh, it's, that, that's the first place you want to start. Let me calm down. And you're being problem oriented. And this is the biggest mindset distinction, in my opinion. You know, it's right up there with fixed and growth mindset is most people are problem oriented. So like we've gone to social events, we've overeaten, and now we're stressed out about it. And so we're, we're literally, say it's in two weeks, and we have two weeks of just like anticipating the stress. And so we're literally practicing feeling stressed in that situation. And we're feeling stressed now. So it's a double whammy. And so we want to start relaxing. How can I feel more calm? How can I feel more relaxed in this situation? Does that, I hope this makes sense. Because if you think about it, you've been programming yourself to be stressed in the situation. Now, I know you're basing that future programming probably on past programming, but the future programming can be different. You know, the past. Oh, good Lord. Let me try a different one here. I got a feeling these are crappy mics. I'm going to get new ones. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Give <laughs> a big old green light. Gone again. You can hear me again. I'm back. Is it back? Oh my goodness. I'll just, no sound still. Yes, back on. All right. I'm, I'm sorry for this. I, I'll get, I've never had this. You know, these are these new microphones. I'm not going to lie. This one, it didn't sound like the best, but it's been working well. But I know it's kind of a, I know it ain't long for this world. I can tell. So, all right. So, but, but, so, anyways, you ask about the social media or uh, social media, social um, situation being stressed. And so, Again, I use this as an opportunity just to show you how your mind works, that a lot of times when we have challenges that we're worried about, we're literally programming ourselves to do that behavior, right? You're imagining that situation. You're imagining yourself being stressed. You're imagining yourself overeating in it, okay? And so you're literally preparing yourself to do the exact thing you don't want to do two, three, four weeks ahead of time. Do you see? I hope that makes sense because this is the cornerstone of my whole approach to weight loss. Once you understand that you're constantly, you're always pre-programming yourself. And then when we get in the moment, we're basically living on autopilot, following the pre-programming that, that we went through. Okay. And so um, it's really important to recognize that. And uh, once you do recognize that, I just realized something. <laughs> yeah, there was the problem. It wasn't the manufacturers. It was, it was the, the, the user. It was a user error. Um, 
So, uh, yeah. So, so how do you be more relaxed with it? So that's the first thing is, is being more relaxed in a situation where you think you're going to be stressed, calming down, relaxing because the stress itself drives overeating right from the bottom up in the top down, it creates more cravings, the more stressed out you are. And then you have less ability to make the right choices in that state. So the first thing I would do is I start relaxing and then anticipating and imagining what would it be like to go in that situation and feel relaxed and calm, you know? And that's, that's literally what I teach in my, my programs. Now that's this, that's, so that's the, the main approach I would use, but now I want, oh yeah, yeah. Wouldn't binge at the event, right? I get it. So is there social anxiety? I'm getting the feeling there's some social anxiety too, or is it just like a total celebration is total fun and you get lost, caught up in the fun, which is it? Let me know. Cause I'm curious and that'll dictate which one I'd recommend. The other thing too is, um, if it's a social event, like going to like a dinner or something, for example, there's strategies you can use. So what you want to do is you want to recognize, I, I always teach a thing called the hunger scale, zero to 10, 10 is absolutely stuffed. Zero is absolutely famished. And you don't want to walk into that situation being starving. And a lot of people do this. And so we want to manage our hunger ahead of time so that we're going to go into this social situation. And before we go in, we're going to do some things to strategically manage our hunger. That may be drink a big glass of water. It may be to eat some carrots and apple, you know, something with some fiber in it that's going to bring our hunger up to a three, four. So once we get in there, we're not starving, you know? And when we do that, those kind of strategies, in addition to, kind of preparing ourselves and practicing being more relaxed and calm in that scenario, you're going to see that it changes lots of things. Now, this sounds like an ongoing thing for you. So I want to make clear, this is never about like, oh, here's the strategies. Let's see if they work or don't work. It's about here's some strategies, test them out, see what works and see what doesn't. And let's improve it for the next time. You see, that's the programming. Like, again, at this point, you assume you're going to be so stressed and binge so much that you literally have to avoid the event. You have no strategy to actually go in there and succeed. You know, and it's because you're so worried. You know what I mean? You're so scared. You're so problem oriented that that's the only way you can think about it. And now most people are like this. So I'm glad you mentioned this because it just, it gives context to this process that we all do. Um, oh, my brain thinks food with celebration in that moment. I don't think of the consequences. Yeah, fair enough. Right. So um, again, I would suggest, I would recognize, and if you can answer this right now, that'd be helpful. But when you've gone into these situations, where's your hunger level been at? Have you been at like a starving more, more towards starving or more towards stuffed when you, when you go into the situation, you know, that's the first thing. And again, right. So, but, but the main thing I want to point out to this, cause this is, I think a unique way to look at, no one really looks at their weight, their eating behaviors this way, but you, you now assume, right. You've got this association that when I go to these social events, I binge on food, it's a celebration and I just want to eat as much as I can. Right. And so that's the programming you have. And when you get in the situation, you just do it. And now you're at the point where it's like, you just do this behavior and you consciously try and stop yourself. You're consciously worried about it. Don't want it to happen, but you can't stop it. And it's because you've never changed your subconscious programming. And so I've kind of given you some of the steps to kind of get started with that. Um, I haven't been hungry in years. Yeah, I do not I try not to be hungry. So I won't binge. Um, and it's not working though. Right. Is that what you're saying? So again, in the back of your mind, we do what we've done, right? We do what we did. And so when you're going to the situation, your pre-programming is that you're going to go in there and you're going to binge, okay? And there's no alternative. There's you going in there and binging, and there's you going in there trying not to binge and binging. Those are the two alternatives. Those are the two ways you can think about the situation. So your ability to kind of relax and calm down and say, what would be the ideal response for me in this situation is a question you never ask and never give any thought to. 
Okay. And it sounds so simple and it sounds like, nah, Jim, you're just talking dumb shit. I'm, I'm not, I can't just imagine I'm going to be fine there and, and it's going to make any difference. And that's where you're completely wrong. And uh, ironically, changing your behaviors is so much easier than you think, you know, because you're always trying to change your behaviors through your willpower, you know, but your willpower, you have to say, why do you need willpower? What is your willpower and fighting against? That's the question you never answer, right? Your willpower is fighting against your subconscious programming, right? You now have a program that when you go into these social events, you binge on food. And so that's how you think of it. That's the only behavior you associate to that experience, right? And so now the only way you're trying to change that is by saying conscious, I'm going to fight. I'm going to try and not do that. And it's so ineffective. You just have to avoid the situations. You see, that's how limited your strategy is to change your behavior, right? And this is where everyone's at. So I'm not picking on you. Literally, everyone trying to lose their weight is doing the same thing. It may not be social situations where you can't stop yourself from binging, but there's some behaviors you have that you use your willpower to fight against them, try and stop them. And you can't do it. It's not working, right? Never do you ask, how do I want to act? How do I want to eat? And then it's not enough just to ask that. Let me program it into my subconscious mind, which is the easiest process in the world. You know, when I say like my program, program yourself, then the very core technique you learn is the program yourself thin technique. It's a self-hypnotic programming technique, right? It's self-hypnosis, easiest stuff in the world. You don't have to go into some weird trance to program yourself. It's just imagining what you want to do because your imagination is the language of the subconscious mind. You're never asking these questions. How do I want to feel in this situation? I want to feel relaxed. What would it feel like if I was relaxed, calm, confident that I could eat well in this situation? If I went into that scenario feeling completely confident, calm, like my best self, what would that be like? You can't even do that because your brain says, oh, we're not going to do that. We can't do that. We always binge there. We always binge there. We go there and we binge. We can, there's nothing, nothing works, right? You've got this negative voice that won't let you think anything else, you know? But it's time for you to look at that voice and say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you ain't bringing me, you're bringing me down the wrong path, man. You're this negative voice in your head, always trying to force yourself to do the right stuff is not working for you. At some point, you know, you got to realize ah, it ain't working and do something else. And what the something else I'd suggest is, is to start programming yourself to act the way you want to right now. Again, the first time you go in, it probably isn't going to work perfect. Right. But then we go back to the drama where you say, what worked and what didn't? Well, I was relaxed for the first hour. I was good for the first hour. And then it kind of fell apart. Great. How can we make it last two hours now? What could we do? What distinction we can make to make it make better? You see? And it's this solution-oriented focus that is the complete game changer in addition to programming your subconscious mind instead of just assuming. Because what you're doing is, again, subconsciously, you're, you're imagining yourself for a month ahead of time. You're imagining. You're programming yourself. You're imagining the scenario you're going to go into, and you're imagining yourself being stressed and binging on food. And then you're, that's what you're imagining over and over and over and over again. That's hypnotic programming. You're already doing it. You're just doing it completely wrong because <laughs> you don't really, you don't understand what's going on there, but you're already doing it. I don't teach people to hypnotize themselves. I teach them how to do it in a way that's going to get them better results. You know, you're, you're, you're doing it. You've done it. And you're always going to program yourself. Hip, you're hypnotize yourself. Okay. You've been doing it because every time you think of that social situation, you're thinking about yourself being stressed and overeating. You see? And so that's been going on automatically. And so the alternative would be, how do I want to go in this scenario? How would I like to behave? How would I like to feel? How would I like to eat? And imagining yourself walking in there, relaxed and calm, um, anticipating your success, going in there, you know, not being too hungry, recognizing that when you get into celebration mode, you, you go into a trance <laughs> where you'll read everything and working on saying, I don't know. It's a celebration where I eat appropriately so I can celebrate 
in other ways. I want to celebrate by feeling good at the end of the night. I want to celebrate by being able to look at these situations and knowing I can stay in control. See, everything I'm saying is hypnotic programming and none of this stuff is going on in your head right now. You see, so everything you all are doing behaviorally is ultimately the result of what you're saying in your head. And this is an example of it. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, I can easily do lots of damage and sabotage my week. Yep, trying to um, binge eating. Uh, I don't know if that person's still on it. I would love to go and relaxed and free of feel stressed and not worry about gain 10 pounds at the, at the party. Yeah. Right. And so you're, you know what I mean? Like, like that's, a, I'm glad you're ready to that because it just goes to show, like, we're always hypnotizing ourselves. We're always imagining things. So you're going in this, this party and you're imagining to be stressed. You're going to binge so much that you're going to gain 10 pounds. Right. And so that's a, it's a huge exaggeration that has you absolutely stressed and terrified of this event. You know what I mean? You feel absolutely out of control. The second you start getting like, I want to go 10 pounds on a party, forget it. Right. You can't put 10 pounds on a party, you know? Um, but you're, you're exaggerating it so much. All of it's so tweaked up and exaggerated and it's got you completely stressed out. But why though? It's not because of what happened in the past. It, 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 it's partly that it's, it's referencing the past and that's what you're thinking about now. But that way of thinking is causing all this tension and stress in you now. And it's preparing you. It's programming you to go into that party and eat a ton of food because that's the only movie you're playing. You know, you got the movie of you being stressed and binging and you have a movie of you being stressed and binging and trying not to binge. And, and they're one and the same because your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. Right. I tell you not to think about a banana. What are you thinking about? Right. So it's um, it's really important to recognize that process. You know, again, I mean, when it comes to weight loss, no one really understands how their subconscious mind, what, what part it plays. And this is why the only tool you have is willpower. And you're trying to force yourself to act a new way. And uh, it doesn't work well, you know, at all. And so, again, the alternative is to start imagining this party the way you want it to go. I'd love to go and relaxed and free of um, stress. I like to be calm. I like to relax, feel in control. And as you start using that language and you start creating that reality for yourself. And so this is why, you know, like the weight loss really does happen in your mind first because you have to start imagining your behaviors the way you want them to go. And you never do this because you're always imagining the behaviors you don't want them to go. And then you get caught up in that and freaking out about it. And that's where all of your mental energy is at is why do I keep doing the wrong thing? I, I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to go this thing, do the wrong thing, right? And all, all of you, if you're struggling with your weight, I promise you, it's all, you think you're so obsessed with thinking about what's wrong with you and why you keep doing the wrong thing because you think you're going to have some cognitive breakthrough It's going to change everything instantly. And it's not, okay? What's going to change it is when you consistently start to develop the muscle, the thought patterns, the neural pathways of being the person you want to be, you see? And it starts by articulating a solution, you know, not getting fixated on um, the, the problem and, and what you don't want to have happen, you know, and that's what you're focused on, you know? So anyways, well, an idea, I don't know if you have it, but any of you listening, um, go, go to my bio and go get that hypnosis session. Okay. So I strongly suggest you listen to the hypnosis. I give it to, it's free. And then once you opt in, um, it takes a couple minutes to send it to you. There's a training there, three steps to master your weight. Uh, go watch it. It's a half hour training, but it'll change it'll give you a brand new approach to master your weight. And it'll be probably a lot of new stuff that you're not thinking about that could probably give you better results than you've ever gotten. <laughs> it's all free. Um, but listen to that session and then go and see if that helps you. I bet it will, right? Because you, you really did articulate something important that a lot of times it's this stress that leads to unhealthy behaviors, you know? And so what most people do is they try and just fight the desire to do the unhealthy behavior while they're stressed rather than, 
uh, dealing with the stress. <laughs> you know what I mean? And relaxing it. Um, I love your videos. It's been a huge help. I'm glad. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm glad you did that. So yeah, if you've been watching the videos and you haven't opted into the, for the free session and, and the other stuff go, it's just more stuff like this, you know? And I think what you'll find is it's just common sense. Oh my God. That's it. That is it. <laughs> there we go. No more of this right now, but it was my fault. I forgot. This thing is, uh, this little case charges up the, the little thing, but I've, I forgot to charge the case up for the last two weeks. So the case died. So everything's dead, <laughs> but that's okay. You can still hear me now, right? Yeah. Does it sound worse? I always think I use the microphone cause the, the audio is like right here. Um, so I always think it sounds better, but this, yeah, it sounds better. Right. Yeah. Um, but at least you can hear me now. Anyway, I'm going to hop off in a second. Anyways. But yeah, anything else you guys got? I got, um, I will say too, like some interesting things for you all is, uh, I have a YouTube channel and, uh, I started putting like, I'm doing coaching calls, you know, with people and, uh, they're letting me record them. Um, okay. Good, good question. I love that question. Uh, what does that say? TikTok time, LA style. That's cool. Yeah. In LA, uh, what was I saying? Oh, but I, I've been doing coaching. I, I, I did a couple of them. I put one up there right now. I got to put the other one up today and I'm doing another one, but it's, it's me coaching someone live video. And so you can watch it because it's a lot of these ideas in context, right? So when you see them in context with an actual person, I think that you, you kind of absorb them a little differently. So I would strongly recommend going over my YouTube channel and watching, um, at least the first one, Shay, and then I'll have the other ones up. Uh, but they're really, really helpful. You know, and if you, if you all ever want to, uh, you know, if you want to work, do a coaching call with me, it'll be free. It's completely free. You have to let me videotape it and put it out there. You know, so I know it takes a certain personality style, but if that's something you're interested in, uh, shoot me an email. Um, you can get my email through my bio or email me at gym at program yourself then.com. And we'll set that up. You know, it's real simple. Um, best way to use the scale. Okay. So again, I have to use my disclaimer that there's no right or wrong when it comes to weight loss There's only what works for you. And I certainly know that the scale is a uh, hot, hot issue, right? Some people love it. Some people hate it. And it's traumatic for some people. Uh, so knowing that, you know, you have to do what's right for you. Now, I will say, in my opinion, that if you are really serious about losing weight, I suggest using the scale, right? It's a measurement tool, right? It's kind of like, and I know you have a lot of emotion attached to it, but to me, it's like, I would rather work through that emotion and learn how to use the scale as a measurement tool. And I, you know, kind of uh, compare it to, and I know this isn't a perfect comparison, I understand this, but it, I think of it like the speedometer of a car, right? And it's like, it's just, it's just a gauge to let you know where you're at. You know, and it's like, if you're going too fast, you know, you don't really freak out. You just ease off on the gas, right? You're going too slow. You don't freak out. You just, ease, you know, now I know, I know you probably said, Jim, it's a lot different than that. I, I understand that, but I would work on, I would work on feeling an indifference to the scale and just using it as a reflection of where I'm at, you know? Now, again, that, that's coming. I, I weighed myself every day when I was actively losing weight. You know, I don't really weigh myself anymore because my weights just stays consistent because I have a consistent lifestyle and structured eating, you know? So I eat the same way. I, I live a similar lifestyle. And so I've found that when I do that, my weight stays consistently the same. So I rarely weigh myself, you know, but when I was actively losing weight, I, I wanted, I wanted the measurement. And so I think there's a lot of benefits to doing that. So let me, let me talk about that. Cause I know, and you may hate the scale. And so if you hate the scale completely, don't use it. Okay. So I always reference, there's a thing called the weight registry study, which was a, 
I feel like it was 40,000 people at this point of people that have lost weight and kept it off. For, I think it's like at least two years. And um, I'm, 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 I got to check those numbers out again, but I, I'm feeling like it was like 60% of the people weighed themselves every day. Now, again, I like to say like 60% of the people did that, but that means 40% didn't. So again, there's no one way to do this. You always have to reference what works for you. Okay. Now, that being said, this scale, I like using it every day when I actively want to lose weight. I think there's a lot of benefits to it. Number one being that you start to understand your body and you start to understand that weight fluctuates based on a lot of different things, you know, um, and especially if you're a woman, even more so. But even me as a man, my weight could fluctuate five pounds in a day, depending on when I weighed myself, you know, what I ate during the day, what I did. So there's a lot of different factors. But one of the biggest things that I learned from using the scale all the time, every day, pretty much, was that I, be, I came up with this rule or this belief that if I want to lose weight and I want to start reducing my calories and, and moving towards that goal, that it's going to take about two weeks for it to show up on the scale for me. Okay. And so that's just something I learned over time that, that it didn't show up right away. That was enlightening. And then I started to realize it's on average, it's about two weeks. Now it's been a long time since I was kind of losing weight actively. So I don't, I haven't been able to test that in a while, but that's a belief I came up with. And so the few random times where I want to drop a couple of pounds, I put some weight on, I don't expect it to show up for a couple of weeks. And so that's really helpful, right? Because if I didn't have that realization, I'm looking a couple of days, and then if I don't get those results, I'm feeling discouraged. And so I really created this perception that's going to take a couple of weeks for it to show up. Now that's me. You might have a different type of body. Some people that lose the weight real quick. So it's up to each person to kind of understand their own body. But I feel like the scale helps you do that. The other thing I think that helps with using the scale every day is you do work through those emotions. You know, to me, this is my opinion on it. If you're absolutely terrified of stepping on the scale, it's just an indicator that there's so much subconscious fear and, and negative energy associated with this whole process that I don't know how you're going to succeed with all of that fear and anxiety inside of you related to weight, you know? And so I feel like, like the scale is almost exposure therapy. You know, don't get, I'm saying if that's not you, then don't do it. Do you see what I'm saying? But I'm saying if you're on the, if you're on the edge, these are what I think, you know? Um, and so I think when you step on the scale every day, what ends up happening, if you just force yourself to do it is after a week or two, you get past a lot of that anxiety and fear. You just do. It just becomes something you do. And you, again, it's exposure therapy. You just, you come, you step on it. You're not happy with what it says, perhaps, right? You wish it went down more. Okay. But you get committed to that routine. And what happens is that scale, every time you step on it, it makes your weight and, and your desire to want to lose weight, it brings it front and center. It makes it a priority. You know what I mean? It, it's a hypnotic suggestion. Action is always the most powerful hypnotic suggestion. And so stepping on that scale is sending a signal to your subconscious mind that this is important. This is what we're working on. And I think it helps you start to connect cause and effect because one of the worst things is, oh, I can't step on the scale every day. Okay, well, how often do you do it? I'm gonna do it every week. Okay, because you know, you step on a scale Monday night and then the next week, Monday night, you're going to do it once a week. Like, again, there can be so many fluctuations. You know, I just told you my, my weight could change five pounds in a day. So what if I stepped on the scale Monday night, the week before and whatever, I step on the next Monday night and whatever fluctuation happened, now I'm five pounds over. I've been living great, doing everything healthy. And that Monday night, I'm five pounds up. Now, Tuesday night, I'm five pounds down. But I stepped on a Monday night, I'm five pounds up and I'm absolutely destroyed. And I'm eating like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm totally off the reservation, right? What about that? 
So it's almost like either use the scale every day or don't use it at all. You know what I mean? Or just use it like once a month or every other month, you know? But it's like if you're new week to week. I can't think of anything worse <laughs> for, for the, the psyche you know, and the mindset than that, you know? Um, but that's just my opinion. Okay. And so I want you to, this is a very opinionated thing. You got to, you got to measure, bounce this off of what your opinions are, you know, but I'm a big fan of it. I, I think that there's a lot of psychological benefits, which no one ever really talks about that part of it, but it's exposure therapy. And I think the best part of the scale is when it goes up, when it doesn't move, all those frustrating times, um, become, you know, you, you just, you just deal with them, you know, uh, you just deal with them in, in time and you learn how to not go crazy with it, not to freak out that's the biggest part of your weight loss journey. It's your emotions, right? It, that's the biggest challenge for you. It's like, it's fine when everything's going great. It's when you feel discouraged when you step on the scale and you thought you lost more or you put a pound on, you're like, Oh my God, that was going to take. It's that moment when you feel so discouraged and so destroyed, that's really dictating your weight, you know, more than anything else. And so I think the scale helps you kind of get through that. And you eventually, I mean, if you weigh yourself every day for 30 days, you just get habituated to it, you know, and you start to realize Oh, when I do this, my weight kind of goes up and I, and I think that helps, you know, and it holds you accountable. So anyways, that's my opinion on it and, uh, take it or leave it. You know, it, I truly mean that too. You know, some things I say that about, but this one, I really mean, you know, it's up to you if you want to use the scale or not. Yeah. Cool. All right, everyone. I'm going to get out of here. Got a, one of those coaching calls coming up now. So like I said, um, so I just put the link up there too. So if you want to go, I have a podcast, right? Program yourself then, uh, go get this session, right? If, if go to my bio and go listen to that, go in my description and check it out. Um, oh, thank you. You're so helpful. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's why I do it. So I'm trying to give you a different take on all this stuff and show you that it can be a lot easier, more enjoyable. You can master your weight once and for all promise. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be this miserable dieting process. You know, it can be enjoyable. It can be, um, you know, inspiring, exciting, you know, growth oriented, all, all the, all the wonderful things in life, um, you can achieve through your weight mastery, you know? And so that, that's why I make all these videos. So yeah, I got a bunch of new videos going up today as well. Check them out, like them, leave some comments and, uh, thank you very much. I'll see y'all soon. Have a great day.